0: But that was really
1: 1981 Rock
0: What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Stacey Lane Wilson, author of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series and director of the film The Ventures Stars on Guitars. You are listening to the Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast for people who love music from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And now, on to the show. Today's guest is a music journalist and podcaster, Sherry Thomas. Sherry writes for the Aquarian Weekly and Rocket Night magazine to make, name a couple of the publications. Um, she's the producer and host of a new podcast on music called Analog Smile. Welcome, Sherry. Hi, Stacey.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so glad to have you on. Um, now, we've been connected through online social media for a little while now so I know a bit about your past but I'm not sure like how long have you been a writer and a journalist
1: well I've been a writer ever since I want to say my teen years early teen years I've always written I've always loved English and English literature uh even sha- loving Shakespeare at a very young age I'm bizarre uh, but <laughs> I'm a voracious reader. I've been reading since I think three and a half years old. The Pokey Little Puppy. Oh, I remember (laughs) that book. Absolutely. Yeah, so that that was my favorite book, and I learned to read ever since then, and writing just kind of came along with it just by loving it so much, and so I was on the school newspaper, and then I was a DJ for a while in college, and After that ran its course and I left college, I decided to write about music. So that's that's when it happened in about 1993, I wanna
0: say. So yeah, what made you decide to focus on music?
1: Just because I have a love for music, it runs through my veins. Uh, I can't play, I can't sing. Sometimes I I do really good with a little bit of Liquid Courage as a backup <laughs> on karaoke, but I've always loved music. Uh, that kind of went hand in hand with uh, reading. It, it was just something that I absorbed from the time I was very, very young. My decision was to write about something that I love, which in turn was music. So
0: yeah, you and I have that in common, as well as our lack of karaoke skills. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, if I ever was like forced at gunpoint to do karaoke, I'd probably do Rider" because not only is it short, but it's not actually sung.
1: My go to would be Love Shack by the B-52s.
0: Okay, <laughs> you can kind of shout that one. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody loves it. It's a feel good song. So you write about um, classic rock and alternative re-releases. You know, I mean, for instance, you reviewed stuff from Green Day's vaults just a few months back, um, but also a ton of new music. So um, do you generally find that artists that you want to write about or are they assigned by your editors?
1: A little bit of both. Uh, For Rock at Night, they're definitely assignments, uh, but I find that whatever I get, I usually like anyway. Um, If I don't, I can reject it, but that doesn't really happen too often. For the Aquarian, I'm the lead book critic. Uh, So I get to select most of the books that I review, uh, but also they come through my editor's uh, email or, or pipeline or attention. And she'll say, hey, this book is about the history of the Beatles do you want to write about it and I'll accept it or reject it there's no pressure on it for albums she usually sends out a list uh the month before to say these albums are coming out who wants to do it and it's basically first come first served uh-huh. or something or something will come my way and I'll ask her if I can write a review and most of the time it's a yes
0: um, so what was the impetus of starting up your podcast, Analog Smile?
1: Well, I had a couple of podcasts before. One was very niche. It was a podcast about podcasts. So I would have. Oh, wow. Uh, That's very <laughs> Escher <have>, uh, <laughs> It is. Um, but it was fun. But also, it wasn't, but it wasn't my passion. I had a couple of podcasts before that one with a co-host that is my best friend who lives in Denver. Uh, We played music and did interviews, however, uh, with music copywriting and everything that goes with that. We decided to scrap it. And during that time, we both had a couple of of health issues too. So uh, but we we did that for, I guess I want to say about four years off and on. So it it was pretty popular, but pivoting to now, I wanted to create a podcast that spoke with people who love music, whether it's musicians, authors, other music podcasters, or ardent fans, to you know, discuss what they love about it.
0: You know, I do listen to some contemporary music. I mean, pretty much anyone who knows me knows that I'm a lot about classic rock of the 60s, 70s and 80s. But I do listen to St. Vincent and I like Imagine Dragons. Uh, Alana Del Rey is amazing. The Killers who are from here in Las Vegas. Um, But not as much as maybe I should. But uh, who are some of the current rock bands that you feel are relevant now and are maybe up and coming that we should listen for?
1: Gosh, so many! Uh, I listen to music as much as I read, and that's a lot. There's a lot of absorbing in there, but the ones, I mean, they've they've been around for a few years. So just, just like Saint Vincent, Imagine Dragons, The Killers, Lana Del Rey, they're you know they've been around uh, for a while, but they're still contemporary. Yeah, uh, ones ones that I really love. Um, are kind of like in a hard rock thing, like uh, Ghost. They're one of my favorite current bands. Um, also Volbeat, uh, they're very, um, they are hard rock, but they kind of use influences from Elvis and like Johnny Cash oh, wow. in, in their music. I, I really love them and, and they have an edge to them. And their latest album is really good and, it's a storyline that takes place in in Babylon. So, <laughs> okay, so it's like a concept album. Yeah, it's kind of like a concept album. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's a there's a, a couple. There are a few more. There's a band called Ra, um, just simply spelled R A. The, like the sun the, god. Yes, exactly like the sun god. Okay. Uh, the lead vocalist. Um, is amazing. His his band is tight. He has a vocal sensibility uh, that's his own, but you could hear a little sting in there. You could hear, um, oh gosh, it, it. They just put out an album that was my album of the year in twenty twenty one called Intercorrupted. Uh, I definitely recommend them and. There's a band called the Night Flight Orchestra. They're kind of like an AOR-ish, like uh, band that kind of reincarnated from hmm. like 1970s ELO and ABBA. <laughs> They're really good.
0: It's hard to find, you know, uh, music on the radio that's contemporary now that doesn't have auto-tune where people actually play instruments and sing with their real voices.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly all those bands are fall into that category but i want to mention one more um and that's dango jones he's a canadian uh artist and they're a three-piece uh dango jones is a lead singer and he's just got swagger he's he's (laughs) he's ultimately cool and uh it's, this The subject matter is, you know, it's just fun. It's kind of like the rock and roll from uh, the 70s and 80s, but with a modern feel to it.
0: I actually have a couple of uh, recommendations for you, too, because sometimes I am listening to contemporary music. I discovered a really good band um, here in Las Vegas where I'm living um, called Crash Midnight. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're like... I have they're really good. Yeah. I saw them performing and I was really blown away by how talented they are. And they really have like, they did some Rolling Stones covers, but they have kind of that, like you say, a swagger that was 1970s rock God kind of uh, vibe going with them. They're really good. And then another band is actually fronted by a friend of mine, Jay Sosnicki and it's called the Cox and they're out of Los Angeles and they're, um, a punk band. And they're kind of like, um, I want to say like a funny, but not not a novelty band. And they're extremely talented. I mean, they can really rock. I went and saw them several times when I lived in LA. I would even brave the traffic and the expensive parking to go see them. So that's another great one you might want to check out. Oh, I will.
1: I definitely check out Crash Midnight and enjoy them.
0: Now we're going from all these men, male fronted bands, but there it seems like there are more women in rock than ever before. I'm not sure if that's just my imagination or they're more visible now, but um, why do you think that is? And what do you predict will be trending in music over the next few years?
1: Well, there are more women in rock and I love them too. Uh, Hailstorm, The Warning, Plush, they're really three great examples, but there are many more. Um, ranging from uh you know the classic rockers like heart and uh avant-garde or like metal bands or you know, it, the range is is pretty developed or or Haim, you know the, mm-hmm. the band where one of the members is in licorice pizza um that's a really cool band to me uh, i just think that there's more acceptance uh, and I think that's why they're there and and rightfully so. I think that there needs to be more attention given to them in my opinion. I also think that there needs to be more women represented in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're slowly getting there. And by slowly, I mean at a snail's pace, but they are um, inducting more women but I still feel that there are quite a few artists that uh, need to gain their ranking in there, such as uh, Susie Quattro and Pat Benatar, and you know, the list goes on and on.
0: Right, they're not (laughs) inducted yet, huh?
1: No, and I'd really love to see a a band like the B-52s, which are, you know, two males, two females, but at, at least there is representation in there. Also, Music is more independent now than what it used to be back in the day. Yeah, that's
0: a really good point because now people are able to take control of their own careers and go directly to their fan base rather than waiting for some huge, you know, music conglomerate to give them the go-ahead or to give them funding to make a record.
1: I also feel that it's easier to get content out to people by doing it yourself. And also record companies or not record companies themselves, not the the brand, but the people running the record companies, the men running the record companies in the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even the 90s, it was a very misogynistic area to be involved in. And, And female executives were few and far between in in those industries
0: so what what do you think will be trending over the next you know year or so in terms of rock music i mean do you feel like a certain sound is emerging right now or a certain type of band that people
1: are loving i think coming up probably uh you know, the, for the remainder of the year there's going to be a lot of angry music or uh, uplifting music. I, th- I don't think that there's going to be a contrast in between. I think there's going to be a, or there's going to be a lot of pent up energy with the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, it, it halted everyone. So you're going to see a lot more out there. Um, but I, I'm really hoping that there's more diversity, I guess, um, racially and um, sexually. You know, that it's probably more gender fluid and more racially fluid, too.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm
1: hoping that that's a trend also because there are a lot of people that don't look like you or I or (laughs) that that could definitely rock out. So
0: that's right. I mean, although I do feel like music is, especially rock music, has been a safe space for androgyny or extremism I and mean, i was just talking about um uh, little richard the other day i mean <laughs> really like where else would he have been accepted except for in music back in the day and of course david bowie and mark bolan and people like that from the early glam rock days where they were very uh androgynous and i i really like that about music is because overall it's one of the more accepting forms of artistry
1: right and then you have Elton John and the list could go on but the, you know there's also uh Rob Halford who is who fronts Judas Priest
0: yeah I don't think he was really fooling anyone but no. <laughs> he, he <recently laughs> came out it's like oh yeah we knew but uh, <laughs> but I love it you know I mean, he just recently wrote a, a, his book biography and people are learning about you know even though it was not that long ago the 80s it's amazing how far we've really come in terms of being able to not maybe hide the message within music but to actually say it out loud
1: right right
0: (laughs) um so who is the most famous rock musician you've ever met or interviewed
1: wow that's subjective um i i Okay, I'll give you two examples. I've met quite a few and interviewed quite a few more, uh, but these were a couple of accidental moments. The first one, well, one was partially accidental. The first one was Steve Perry from the formerly vocalist of Journey and amazing singer, Mm -hmm. uh, songwriter. I was, seeing one of my friends backstage who opened for Steve Perry, he was in a band uh, backing a Canadian artist called Sash Jordan. And um, so I I was back there. And I saw this line forming. And like, oh, okay, what's this line here for? So I stood in it, people were going, going through the line and a publicist uh, was talking and I figured out oh it's a line to meet Steve Perry okay I'll, I'll stand here longer so the publicist said oh this is so-and-so he's a DJ at this station and oh this is so-and-so she's a writer for this publication so I walk up there finally and he's like I don't know who this is but she's <laughs> she's here and I said oh my name is Sherry and he said oh I have a song about you and I said um you better sing it tonight and he's like oh well I think I am you know (laughs) it's it's his number one hit you know (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) it's kind of a given so he said he asked me what I was doing back there and I said oh I'm friends with so-and-so and and he's like oh you've got to watch out for him he's trouble I said "Ah, I'm more trouble and he's like oh well it was really nice meeting you then (laughs) so so I left and I got a couple of autographs one for um my mom who's who's a big fan and uh, one for my sister and I think I got one for myself too you know so and the other one was Definitely by accident. I went to see uh, Disturbed in New York City during the time of the College Music Journal, which was a huge convention in New York City um, that uh, catered to uh, college DJs and, and things like that. I met up with my friend who was a publicist. One of her bands was opening for Disturbed. And so I was there strictly having a good time not there to review just just standing there taking in all the music from eight of the bands that were playing so i turned over to my right hand side and there was this towering figure right next to me so i looked up (laughs) and it was nikki six and my friend said i think that's nikki six and he said yeah i'm nikki six (laughs) So we started talking and we had this really nice organic conversation. And then I guess maybe about two and a half, three minutes later, people started noticing that he was there. He was surrounded and I was surrounded by a circle of people wanting to meet him. And so um, (laughs) in order to get out of there, I I just kind of, you know, Exchange niceties. I gave him my business card and I left. I said it was nice meeting you. He said, nice to meet you too. And then about two months later, I got a card in the mail and a new CD and a whole bunch of goodies from him promoting his his latest project. So Ah, that's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what is the most memorable concert you ever attended?
1: I guess the and this is going to sound bizarre, but everything karma worked that day. It was just a, a great day. Julian Lennon, I saw Julian Lennon at Irving Plaza in New York City um, with one of my friends. We uh, we drove into Manhattan and you know got parking and had a nice meal and just the whole vibe there was cool. Everyone who was hanging out there was really nice, and he came on and he had a stellar performance and I could feel John Lennon you know emitting from him just his wow. aura there was like an aura around him and I'm a huge Beatles fanatic so uh between that and the four Ringo Starr and his all-star band shows the, those are also I I always felt amazing leaving those concerts it was it's just fun because he brings so many people with him that uh you know they play their hits he plays his and it's kumbaya and it <laughs> <laughs> sounds
0: like a party on stage it is all right well this is the rock and roll nightmares podcast and we are winding down so before i let you go i've got to ask you what is your rock and roll nightmare
1: okay while i was a dj i would have bands from the new york new jersey pennsylvania connecticut area drive however many miles they were coming from to the college radio station that broadcasted it had a 50 mile radius so it it went into new jersey and it was in the located in the poconos in pennsylvania um, for geographic purposes that's that's Mm -hmm. where it was located and They would drive down, talk about their music. I would play their music. And afterwards, since it was about dinner time anyway, I'd ask them, hey, do you wanna go out for pizza or Mexican food or Chinese food, whatever? And usually the answer was yes. So I had done a few interviews like that. One night I went to a club in New Jersey and members of each band happened to be there downstairs in the bar and I couldn't get in the bar at that point I think I was 20 at Mm -hmm. that point Mm -hmm. so I was watching a band play and the two of them approached me they say Sherry and I'm like yeah what's up you guys know each other and they're like yeah and they said I've got to ask you a question were we the only you know band that you took out to dinner and I'm like no I took them out for pizza and I took you out for pizza and they're like well you know we thought that we were the only ones and you know you both made us feel like like inferior to each other (laughs) they they both thought that that they They thought they were the the special ones (laughs) I was like it was like cringeworthy and funny at the same time yeah I mean I but I've also had like run-ins with with not specifically uh with rude musicians but there was a rude promoter that used to cross me off of the guest list every time when I was reviewing shows um he would cross my name off of the guest list I didn't know why I was I was confused I'm like why do I get like scratched off every time I would find my way in you know, I'd I'd either like meet up with a band member or call the publicist and they're like, okay, we'll fix it. Or he would just let me in after all of my ranting and raving saying, look, I'm reviewing the show. Don't you want good press? Because I could give you bad press if you don't let me in, you know, (laughs) (laughs) kind of like a back and forth. It turns out that this guy was, I guess, doing Jaeger shots with one of my friends who's a photographer. And he got offended when I went and joined them to do shots, so that yeah. that was that was his um, basis for scratching me off of the guest list. So <laughs> huh.
0: that's not very professional at all. Um, so where can uh, people find you online, and where can they listen to your podcast, Analog Smile?
1: Well, Analog Smile, you can listen to it on basically every place where you can subscribe to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Spotify, the list goes on and on. I'm waiting on just Pandora, I think, but every place else you can find me. Um, And I can be found on social media, um, on Facebook and Instagram, at analog, that's A-N-A-L-O-G- smile s-m-i-l-e or on twitter at analog smile pod all one word
0: well thank you sherry i really appreciate you coming on my show and i wish you the best of luck with your podcast and keep on rocking
1: i feel the same about yours too i'm looking forward to listening to the whole series and reading more of your amazing books and watching some of your great and entertaining films, too.
0: Thank you, Sherry. All right, bye, everybody. Until next time. As always, I'm closing the show with an excerpt from one of the Rock and Roll Nightmares books. This is from the 70s edition, and the story is Long Ghoul Woman in a Black Dress by Kurt Lambert. As the green cloud spun, it began to take on a shape. The tiny lightning bolts returned, snapping, cracking, popping from the cyclone. Inside the twister, he was able to make out the form of a woman. The clouds, the smoke, the whatever that made up the whirlwind began to dissipate. Inside the ebbing fog, Johnny saw a long, tall, beautiful woman. Her arms were above her head, her hands weaving around each other, her hips swaying and waggling to the Holly's song. As the tornado faded, Her hovering form gently touched down on the carpet of the broadcast studio. Johnny's wide eyes took in a beautiful, no, gorgeous woman in a little black dress that put every other little black dress to shame. Her eyes were closed. Her mouth was a rapturous smile surrounded by ruby red lips. Her complexion was alabaster, and a long, wavy, auburn mane fell on her shoulders. As she undulated to the record, three tiny green lightning bolts shot from her hair and disappeared in puffs of jade smoke. Johnny began to rise from his chair. As he placed his hands on his headphones to slip them off, the apparition's eyes opened. Johnny dropped back in his chair and froze. Two glowing red eyes had him locked in their sights. concludes another episode of Rock and Roll Nightmares. I'm your host, Stacy Lane Wilson. The theme song Out for Blood is composed and sung by Lars with a Z, Cabot, and the band is Fuzzbuster. You can hear the whole track in the horror comedy film Valentine Days, also with a Z. For photos of the guests and show archives, please visit the website rockandrollthings.com. That's rock and roll with an N. You can also join the Rock and Roll Nightmares Facebook group or follow us on Instagram at rockandrollnightmaresbooks. That's B-O-O-K-S. This is an indie podcast, so your subscriptions and ratings are really important. Thank you for joining me, and until next time...